Yeah, I don't think that it is primarily the generals that we need to be worried about when we're talking about the military-industrial complex. It is a problem, and they do contribute to it, but if we want to really point a finger somewhere, it's fucking Congress people. And by the way, it's Congress people that all of you who are listening vote for. And so ultimately, if you want to get rid of the industrial complex, go out and fight for that. What up, world? Welcome to the next episode of the Amera Podcast, episode 122. 122. Mr. Anderson. Sir. Love it. You look like you got a question there. Oh, no. Uh, I just am, you know, anxious and playing with my pen. But I will say that uh, we have 54 days to the election, so get your shit together. Mm -hmm. It's Mr. John Anderson out here in Colorado. How are you, sir? You know, chilling. Chillin' with the capital C-H. And also out here in Denver, John Kelly with us tonight. What up, sir? How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Just <laughs> just great. Definitely not, you know, having my emotions fly off the handle every time my phone seems to vibrate with news sources. But we could save that for a few more minutes from now. You know, your, your beard's looking real nice. It's coming in very good. It looks really good on this medium. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys. It's, I appreciate it's that. Yeah. It's getting it's getting shaved the fuck off this weekend. So. No. <laughs> is it is it pissing you off or what's going on with it? No, I got to do a presentation at work and I got to be around my bosses in person starting next week, so I'm gonna shave it off. Yeah, I think it looks really good though. Make maybe just cleaning up, and I think that that would impress them. Keep uh, it. But this is irrelevant. this is awesome for a radio podcast. I'm on team. Keep it. About. But I'm on team. Well, for our beard grooming podcast, it's great. Yeah. I'm sure there's so many beard grooming podcasts. (laughs) Also also with a very nice beard out of the Bay Area, Mr. Tyler Grillo, how are you today? Other than smoked out. Yeah. uh, uh, Pretty smoked out. Otherwise, you know, I will say though, the smoke, I was like, so yesterday, dear listeners, uh, because you'll be listening in the future, just to remind you, there was that orange day. If you did not see the pictures of what it was like in the Bay Area, wow. you should see the pictures yeah, of that. That was yesterday. That I will say that my anxiety level is higher, and I was like, huh, why am I feeling anxious? And I was like, oh, because my body's like, danger, 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 something is wrong. <laughs> yeah, literally everything is orange around you, yeah. you can't breathe the air. Yeah. Like, yeah. Your body's going into fucking flight mode. That was yeah. some end times looking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some of yeah, the most surreal crazy. pictures I've ever seen. It was of pretty, San yeah. Francisco for sure. And it, yeah, and the other thing that the pictures didn't really capture was that it was dark. It was like dark too. Like it didn't get like it felt like pre-dawn light the whole day. It didn't even feel like a day. So, anyways, besides that, I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to see normal sunlight coming in the window from behind you. I mean, it's not, but thanks. It's <laughs> not super orange. It's not super orange. It's just smoke. Still didn't see the sun today. Oh, yeah, I feel for you. So how's everybody feeling about the Green New Deal? Because, uh... <laughs> yeah, Use that. it's looking yeah. mighty orange right now. And I'm your host, Blake Mannion. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Hope you have been well since we spoke with you last. Today is Thursday, September 10th. We have quite 
a grab bag of topics today. Yes, because the news is like drinking out of a fire hose that's been pressurized by like Superman. I was going to say children, but sure. <laughs> we are <laughs> children with their their prominently known strength. I was thinking of like just a kid coming up to you with a oh god, what are those water guns called? Super Super Soaker. Oh, the bazooka. Oh, Super Soaker. Oh, the one that you like push. Yeah. Yeah. Will you like mm-hmm. pump it up like a billion times? If it was powered by like a neutron star. I, d- I digress. <laughs> Didn't we get ambushed at the fucking uh, uh, bachelor party? We got ambushed. Does anybody remember that? The little kids. Um, we went around like a corner. And those little kids with their squirt guns got us. Uh, anybody? That's right. I do remember that. It took me a little bit because there was some substances that created uh, interesting experiences around that time. We may or may not have forced Tyler to drink an old Coors Light that we found floating in the water. We may may or may not have. Oh, but, yeah. but, but ha- I but, remember that. What happens at the bachelor party stays at the yeah. bachelor party. <laughs> River beer forever. I, and I did shotgun that. Anyways, speaking of things that are also bad for my health... Um, We'll start on sort of a topic here of the of the fires, just on you know uh, what we thought we'd maybe start with here. So yeah, it's bad out here. The the air quality today is worse. What was weird yesterday with that orange glow was that the air quality was actually pretty fine uh, because there was like some air currents that were keeping all that the smoke high, which probably is also what made it look so orange because it like condensed it um, or partially what made it look like it. is what they think. Although it was great to see the national weather service go, this is beyond the scope of our model. So we don't really know what's happening. Fun, so. bad, fun, <laughs> yeah. bad nonsense. That was fun. Um, but yeah. today the air yeah. quality is really bad. It was, it's 189. It was 190 earlier. 200 is dangerous. We're in like unhealthy, but pushing towards dangerous. Um, what is that? Like smoking a pack of cigarettes a day? Or? Something like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just like smells like smoke when you go outside pretty heavily. Um, and yeah, the fires just continue to rage. Like what also made the, the this like big wave that's coming is there's a fire um, that's, you know, significant distance from here, but not distance for things blowing through the air, which is like north of Sacramento. Um, and it went uh, two nights ago. It went from 51 percent contained to 38 percent contained overnight. Um, we don't like so, that very much. No. So, and then there's another new... Wait, that's backwards. That's backwards. That's (laughs) That's correct. That's bad. That's bad. And then um, uh, uh, there's another new fire outside of Fresno, which was caused by someone who decided to have a pyrotechnic show at at their gender reveal party. Once again, proving that gender is dead and y'all are fools. Um, (laughs) Unbelievable. Yeah, aren't we just... Can we just just get rid of it? Can we just not anymore? Yeah, just not with that. With the gender piece. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Woods. I don't. I don't have a kid. I don't. And even if I did, I don't see the what. Whatever happened, it just let it be a surprise. I think you that's know? the move, man. Like, come on, hell come yeah, on. come on. And so, yeah. Anyways, um, we're just yeah out here hanging. I mean, there's a lot of there's a mixing. I mean, climate change for sure playing a part. You can see the spikes, um, like the heat and all that. Yeah, the only solace we're hoping is that this. Because, um, as I learned from John's dear father, who is a wildland fire expert, um, mm-hmm. that uh, sometimes if there's Hi enough Pete. smoke, Hi Pete. thanks, Pete. Sometimes <laughs> if there's enough smoke, they will it will create its own weather patterns, and partially because it's blocking out the sun so much, 
the temperatures have cooled down quite a bit. So like the small solace we have is that, well, also the small, the cooling off made all of the smoke fall. So not great down to where we can breathe it. But the mm -hmm. solace is that it's not like those. So we had that huge heat spike last week. That was not great, obviously. And now it's like cool. Like it hasn't got over like 62 to, for the last few days after being like 110. So um, fun times, climate change, but we're hoping that that will yeah. help. But, you know, there's a lot of factors here. Um, you know, there's, there's, you know, some legitimate criticism from the right about how certain um, parts of the environmental, the left environmental movement that are like the hands off of nature, like, like, don't do anything, like leave Nate, like don't humans shouldn't like blah, 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 um, how that's like caused some issues, which is true for sure. Um, of course, the yep. other part of that is, or another view of that is that a lot of that, uh, the right side of that is is funded all of that rhetoric is funded by loggers who just want to fucking log everything which is also not the answer um right and there's complexity inside of that and then you know the other big piece is that you know indigenous people um have stewarded the land for time immemorial and in california they would do control burns and when it was first colonized uh, by the spanish and i think again i think the same law was stayed into effect but when it was for when the land was first colonized they made it illegal to do controlled burns um which and that just kind of continued on um yeah, so that's 100 yeah, i mean yeah and it's very interesting you look at it historically and obviously we have a much bigger population and the type of cycles are, are different now but controlled burns were a very important aspect of uh ecological control um for thousands and thousands of years tens of thousands of years um and you're right you know you see it all across the west um you know we have record numbers of fires throughout multiple states currently and luckily in Colorado we got some snow this week which helped turn it down because um, I know that we were similar here and seeing a lot of orange hazy after dunes and sunsets along the front range for sure a lot yep. of tough breathing days um, but yeah it really it really makes you think that perhaps there should be more of a thought process towards the environmental aspect of our policies in the upcoming election I think the thing to learn here is that uh Climate change is not going to be a thing that happens to us. It is a thing that is happening to us, yeah. and we should yeah. we should start responding to it in a in a more coherent way. Although we would need a functioning federal government in order to do that. Don't, I mean, didn't you listen to Trump's RNC speech, man? He took us out of the Paris Climate Agreements because we were paying too much. He's actually <laughs> saving us money. Right, uh, which is great. Totally, which yeah. also uh, saves trees because money grows on trees, and so if you uh, save the money, then you save the trees. Yeah, winning. Genius. You're welcome. Genius. Genius. Well, uh, how about another? Speaking news? about lying to the American people, should we talk about <laughs> the Bob Woodward book? Oh my God, yeah. So why would you talk to Bob Woodward? <laughs> I. Why would you have 18 sit-down meetings with him and record it? I know why, because Lindsey Graham, turns out, is a deep state mole this whole time and <laughs> talked him into it. Listen, I, I don't know. Maybe Lindsey Graham. Someone's got some dirt on Lindsey Graham, L I think. Listen, Donald, I just think it's a really good idea. Bob Woodward's a, really a stand-up man. He voted he's, for you. He's written a lot of really good pieces. <laughs> You'll be able to say that you talk to someone who really cares about the American people. I oh think God, that's a really good expert, It is actually really solid. <laughs> uh, I, I, that, to me, is like the most hopeful and maybe the most coherent explanation for Lindsey Graham is that he, John McCain on his deathbed was like, you have to be the mole. 
Right. Like, right. You have to write push the, yeah. the New York Times op-ed. Turns out it was Lindsey Graham. Like, I mean, this is what has to happen to save the republic. And and you should do that by having him talk to Bob Woodward. I feel like I mean, Lindsay- I, I hope not. I hope that when we get to the other side of this, it isn't fucking Lindsey Graham. It's either that or someone's got It's either that or there's some other shit or someone's got some shit on Lindsey Graham that they've been like using and he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna burn the whole thing fucking down. I'm just gonna burn the yeah, whole thing let's down. Go. And it's not gonna let's matter anymore. Go. And then I'm gonna come out because Lord knows he's gay. Anyways. Mic drop. Thank you guys. <laughs> we uh we learned some interesting things uh in the Bob Woodward book or the excerpts that have come out from Woodward's book. We learned that Trump knew in February a about the seriousness of COVID. He said to um, Woodward in a February 7th conversation that it might be, quote, five times more deadly than the flu, than the worst flu. I think his word was most strenuous flu. And then he said later on. Which is honestly how the CDC and the WHO were um, talking about it at that time, which shows that he was in contact and at least read and understood some of the literature that was coming I out mean, about this, the coronavirus at the time. I, I think it, it has been an open debate whether he just really does not understand how, like, disease works, or is right. he incredibly malicious? And it seems after this book that he's incredibly malicious because he was saying like, oh, you know, what would be good is to drink fucking Clorox or whatever he was saying. Right. When he knew hydrochloroquine, no, but that's, he was that's the two different things. Yeah, yeah. it's two different oh. things. Oh, you literally mean Clorox? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, there, he yeah, was, there was that too. Yeah. yeah. So and then there was what? I think it was five people in Florida that went to the hospital yeah, after people, drinking Clorox. Yeah, people, people legitimately did it, and and yeah. had. Ser- I don't know if anybody died, but like you can die from that shit. Um, oh yeah. And then he said of the, on March 19th of COVID, I always wanted to play it down. I still like playing it down because I don't want to create a panic. Uh, I take him at his word about the panic part, but I think that the parentheticals to that is because I don't want to crash the economy because right. it would affect my reelection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred. Oh, a hundred percent, John. A hundred percent. I think that that's probably the most realistic way you can look at it. Um, I think most presidents, would probably look at it and have some kind of reaction as I don't want to cause panic with a problem that's happening on a national scale. Yeah. The problem is, is that he's so ham fisted about any of his policies and so like flies off the cuff when it comes to speaking in any public setting that he can't stay to any type of script. So, and, and honestly, at the end of the day, I don't think he really cared whether or not it was going to be harmful to people. As no, long he doesn't as give it a didn't shit. truly affect him, he'll just yeah. say whatever he needs to say to keep him going, his yeah. his uh, popularity going. A normal president, um, literally, like President Ted Cruz, right, would have said something along the lines of, "This is a really serious problem, but the 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 best way to get through this is going to be to remain calm. You can be right. honest about it, and." Yeah have people yeah. remain calm and also by the way the fucking guy who ran on a fictional caravan that was basically like a panzer column coming to invade america and the same guy who's trying to foment unrest in american cities and says all sorts of crazy shit to stir up people doesn't want to create a panic like go to fucking hell <laughs> yeah go that's to yeah, hell yeah. with that yeah. nonsense. no doubt about yeah. it and i mean it in, in the long run it just makes it worse 
Because at a one mouth, he know he knew that there would be problems with it, but at the same time, he would he spouted it as part conspiracy theory, part not as serious as it was going to be, which just sows distrust in any type of public reaction for people who really listen to him and think critically about it, like not think critically, but just listen to him and believe what he's saying is that it sows distrust in anything that comes after that, that is associated with the term COVID, right? With the term of what it is in their brain, it immediately draws up a red flag. I was right to question it in the beginning. The president told me that I was right to question how deadly it was, how effective, you know, the, the, the government is somewhat effective at it, but he told me that I was right to question you know, the severity of it. And now I can just question it at any time. And I'm being a good patriot doing so. And the irony of it all is that the best way to, to support, protect and fix the economy is to deal with COVID. It's to do your fucking job, man. Like it's not to pretend it's not happening. The, if, if your concern is, I'm talking to Trump, your reelection, then you should be good at your fucking job. Yeah. And it is, yeah. I, I, I want to like, I want to be a little, I, people might call it hyperbolic, but I, it's a fact. Uh, if we had the same death rates as Germany, which is a very, very similar um, case in a lot of ways, there would be something like 100,000 more Americans. I think over 100,000, if memory serves as 140,000 Americans would still be alive. Yeah, and so that 140, and to put this into perspective, we should we we would be negligent to we're recording on September 10th. September 11th is tomorrow. We should observe that. It's very important we observe that. We're at almost 63 9/11s. Right, right. 63 yeah. of them, and we reoriented the most powerful military in the history of humanity to deal with an issue that killed almost 3,000 Americans, and we have 60, almost three of those, and we're still fighting about whether we should put on a fucking mask or not. It is unbelievable, and it is atrocious, and honestly, I think the American people should file a fucking class action lawsuit against Trump. Let's fucking go. Let's get every fucking dollar that stupid douchebag has because this is negligent nonsense. It is insane. It actually actually would be, it will be interesting if if he uh, is not elected again, and he becomes a private citizen again. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody tries to bring a class action suit I, like that. Fucking, in, in, I will it, sign onto that. It's completely unprecedented, and I don't think there's any legal like basis to whether or not it's possible or not. Because usually, as yeah, usually as a public servant, you're not charged with your own negligence. Yeah, in a lot of times, um, especially something that big. But it has been so blatantly obvious that he has ignored signs and downplayed and really sat on his hands in terms of it's actions that he tape. could have done. That, it's yeah. on fucking tape. Yeah. We yeah. read it. I'll read you the quote. I always wanted to downplay it. I still like playing it down. That's a fucking quote that you can hear out of his <laughs> mouth from a fucking recording. Put yeah. that in the court and just be like, you're welcome, judge. I, I don't know. <laughs> you could say that a lawsuit too, but could be filed uh, for what happened down at the border as well. With all those people and the children totally being locked up totally. and separated. I think people may give Trump a little too much credit right now. I feel like people are under the impression because of this interview that Trump has known this whole time and he's putting on this facade 
like he's they're giving him like a higher level of credit i think on his on this dual personality genius i think that i think that he's kind of fallen into this and he's trying to make he's trying to like play it off cool so let's start off with and and i'll and i guess where i want to start to make this point is why doesn't trump wear a mask anywhere he's been quoted saying that he doesn't think he's going to get it he's not worried about it i genuinely do believe that he thinks that he's not going to get it and he doesn't wear a mask anywhere so if that is true because that was my impression up until this interview then why are we shifting from that understanding to to trump oh trump's a mastermind you know he's been playing this game the whole time i don't think that's the case i think you have to be yeah yeah, I feel you, Blake. I feel you, Blake. But I don't think it necessarily is being a mastermind. I think it shows that he had the information. But, you know, as someone who is curious and tries to understand why human behavior is the way it is in multiple states, when you're when confronted with something that is a problem um, that also could bring fear or some sort of threat, which in his case is threat to his presidency, um, one move— And his freedom because he's going to get charged when he leaves office. There you go. But uh, in his mind, just like, I don't think he even thinks that's a possibility, but it's just to dissociate and to avoid the avoidance tactic. I think he, in moments, could have been like, oh, right, like, this is a thing, but, uh, you know, because there's, like, one way of dealing with problems is facing into it, and the other way is pretending like it doesn't exist. I mean, there are many other mm-hmm. ways, right? So I, I, I think that it's, it's not necessarily that he was like, oh, like, I know, but I'm, like, going to do these moves. It's that he doesn't have the fortitude to face into problems and to actually deal with them because he's a man child. Yeah. And I think narcissistic <laughs> man child. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think, think he, part I think the... he genuinely thought though, that it would go away. I, I really mm-hmm. think he yeah. genuinely was like, Oh, this will be gone in a few months. Having listened to details in the Woodward tapes, uh, the other Woodward tapes, I guess. Um, I disagree. <laughs> I think that he was aware of how severe this was. And I think he was aware of what it could be. And he said, it'll magically go away because he wants his followers to think that, and he wants Mm -hmm. to get through the election. And he thinks that the best way to win the election is a strong economy. And if you deal with COVID, you, if you acknowledge COVID, you will destroy the economy. I think that's his calculus. I think it was totally fucking malevolent. And I think it was, um, a, uh, a clear decision. I'm okay. I'm okay with X amount of death. And I think the reason he doesn't wear a mask is because everybody around him gets tested. And because he, he, because mask is more about protecting people around you than it is about protecting yourself and everybody around him wears a mask. And he is a complete clinical narcissist who says it does not affect me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, because everybody around me is dealing with it, and so right. no, I Com- think completely, I, I th- unironically, no, right, completely ignoring the fact that everybody around him is tested all the time. He's probably the most protected person on the planet right from now COVID. When yeah, it comes to getting getting COVID or being exposed to it. So and, yeah, you know, and he says he stands up there unironically that it's not a problem and people don't get it. Look at me, I'm a perfect example. When it's like most people. Everybody else on the planet do not have the type of protections around them to stop the virus from getting close to them. I think he knew. I think he fucking knew. And I think he made a calculus that it would be better to ignore it for the economy. Yeah. Well, which is, which is 
worse. To me. I feel like there's going to be more. I mean, there's going to be so many more revelations, especially when the book comes out, which October 5th. Is that when it's I'm not sure. Sometime in October. Um, but speaking of him being a clinical narcissist, um, how about him calling the military and veterans losers and suckers for dying or being in, like injured in war? Wow. Wow. Rage was going to be published on September 15th. Oh, so soon. Five days. Steal uh, that uh, book. Don't give him any money. Yeah, don't give him money. Because uh, yeah. I will go ahead and say that I'm. Uh, we called it before, probably within the first 10 pods we ever did, which is that everybody who's close to Trump got access to him is going to be writing books. Yeah. And, and you money. see it time after time. And I'm pretty sick of people getting stuff about that and then waiting months to publish damning information about him. Yeah. I understand why nice Woodward did it, but tapes I, in fucking February, yeah, and yeah. March. I understand he was writing a book and he had to gain his trust over a certain amount of time to get a longer, right, bunch of tapes together to write a book. But seriously, man, you had that. You should have put that down in the second week of March or the first week yeah. of April when there was thousands of people dying. Yeah. Since then, we've had. I'm sorry. Sixty-three nine-elevens. Get out of here. Yeah. Very yeah, good yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. Very good point, Kelly. I, I fucking. You know, I. I I've I'm seen it since then. I saw, I saw a great I saw a great meme where it was like some guy was like, I promise if I'm a 70 year old journalist and I have taped recordings of the president saying that he doesn't truly care about what happens in a global pandemic, mm-hmm. I won't wait six months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll solemnly take that pledge too. Yeah. I yeah. Won't either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, losers and suckers for dying in a war from a fucking draft dodger. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's mm-hmm. just scum. I mean, there's a lot of like psychology going on there, right? Because he, it, there's a mirror that's happening in that case. Yeah, I think, yeah, and that's yeah, that's yeah. that is in part what's happening. But he also he said something to John Kelly, whose son died. Not to be confused with this John Kelly. Yeah, not. This, uh, chief oh, of staff he calls. John he calls Kelly. That's why I'm so good at the pot. He calls me all the time. He calls me all the time. <laughs> he was like it, uh, John Kelly's son, I believe, died in war and. Trump said to John Kelly, I don't get it when he was talking about why people join the military. And he said, what's in it for them? This man, the commander in chief, does not understand why you would sacrifice for your country. It's just it is it is. I mean, it came out that he would disown Donald Jr. if he tried to even join the military. Yeah. According to some reports. I just all the shit with McCain, right? He used to talk shit. He used to talk shit with McCain for being fucking a POW, which is like, yeah, he's not a war hero. He got captured. I like people who don't get captured. It's like, bro, are you? I mean, and let's just pause again. The reason why John McCain is a fucking hero is because he spent five years in that prison and refused to give. He, he was offered a deal by the Viet Cong because he was the son and grandson of admirals to be released early, and they were going to use it as a propaganda ploy. And he said, "Fuck off!" And he subjected himself to five years of torture to make a point to the fucking Viet Cong. That's why he's a hero. And we should yeah. we should stop on that and reflect on that. John McCain should not have been president. I did not want him to be president. I vehemently fought against him being president. That does not mean that he is not an American fucking hero who's we should observe and we should make sure that those flags fly at half staff and he should get a state funeral. Like we can we can exist in the world where those things happen at the same time. That's how America's supposed to work. I mean, listen, 
anybody who knows me knows I'm pretty anti-military and have feelings about make, turning anyone into heroes who serve. But let me be clear that you just have basic, decent, just basic empathy for anybody who is yeah. killed or injured or is in those situations to begin with. They're highly traumatic fucking war situation are you fucking like basic human empathy you don't have to have i mean like john you totally point about like him not understanding why you would sacrifice for like if you have like you're like yeah i'm trying to defend like i don't i don't personally buy into the necessarily the defending of america and all i think that. he's incapable but, i think but, trump's incapable of doing that yeah but, but, it, but i can understand that. how people think that way and i can also yeah. just have basic human decent empathy <laughs> for anybody yeah. who is fucking who is fucking killed or has fucking maim you know has their arm blown off or something like come on like he in his goddamn fucking you know military uh parade he wanted to do he nixed having wounded soldiers because he said quote nobody wants to see that it's fucking just in, in bob woodward's book uh he's also when when bob asked him about about his white privilege he responded by saying wow you really drank the kool-aid Wow. That was his response to Bob Woodward. I mean, he's, yeah. so. it's, the per- it's the perfect, it's the perfect uh, biker cosmo thing that's happening. I will say, um, I, I did see an interesting post, and, and I know that we're getting close to being over time here, um, but I saw an interesting post from a friend of mine who was in the military. Um, after Trump, uh, after that Atlantic um, article came out, you know, he what he was asked about other things in the in the Rose Garden about whether or not he respects you know the military, and he came out and said, you know, soldiers love me. It's the brass tacks at the top, right? It's the people in the Pentagon that don't love me because they want to continue to drop bombs and make money to off push of the war machine, um, which is which is very interesting because that brings together a lot of different viewpoints about people who don't like the way yeah. that the military industrial complex in this country works. It's a very interesting addition on top of this. I totally think he's a fucking scumbag for saying the things in France. And I believe that he said that I really do given all the other Fox news corroborated it. Um, we don't even need yeah. to. Um, but it, it is interesting to me because I think that there are quite a few people um, in his base that look at him and go, you know, part of this whole draining the swamp thing is to slow the industrial, the war machine that's in Washington. And I like that he doesn't get along with generals and that he's his own man in Washington and that he challenges them and they don't necessarily like him. I think it's disingenuous and I think it's not, he presents himself as this type of spear against the military industrial complex. That isn't true because of the amount of spending he is allowed to happen in the military well, under his watch, but he plays it well, which in politics is all that matters. So I just wanted to point that out because I think it's a very interesting aspect of this whole conversation about how he presents himself with the military. I agree with that, Kelly, but I think he's pointing the finger at the wrong person um the the people that are i would say um well congressmen allocate these funds right and there's a lot of stories of a weapon system is built in a member's district and the military is like this thing is bunk and we don't want it and they're like turns out you're gonna get it because i need a jobs program in my district mm. and so i'm not firing 500 people 
Yeah, nope. I don't mm-hmm. think that it is that. primarily yep. the right. generals that we need to be worried about when we're talking about the military-industrial complex. It is a problem, and they do contribute to it. But if we want to really point a finger somewhere, it's fucking Congress people. And by the way, it's Congress yeah. people that all of you who are listening vote for. Yeah, and so right. ultimately, if you want to get rid of the industrial complex, go out and fight for that. It's not... Well, well, yeah. just 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 to say um, that you all clearly don't understand what's going on because Donald Trump and the generals love each other because uh, they actually, um, you know, recruited him to stop the pedophiles <laughs> in the deep state. Thank you. Q sent me. Yep. You all Thank don't know you. what you're talking about. But on the topic of, um, you know, just to just to just to touch on this. Um, is, you know, on the topic of militarism, you know, is the, the, uh, leftist, um, person in, uh, in Portland, um, who was, um, killed while, um, you know, there are very mixed reports. Some say they were trying to apprehend him, but we are having a, there, even the police departments have conflicting reports about what actually happened. And we had, there's a witness who has now come forward to say that, uh, they did not try to apprehend him and that they just basically went in to kill him. Um, they just rolled up and shot him. They just rolled up and shot him. Now the local police were involved. However, there were also U.S. Marshals, I believe, involved. Those are federal officers. Also, they were all unmarked, and none of they were all wearing plain clothes. That seems to be in all of the reports. So, how was he supposed to know this wasn't a right wing militia? that was found out and trying to execute him. Like, where is the law and order? Like, even if you are guilty, you still are supposed to be arrested and then tried because that is how democracy works and how a justice system inside of a democracy works. So there's like that. It gets back to what we were talking about last week, that police do not have the right to just arbitrarily decide who's guilty and who's not guilty just because of reports or what's happening in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. They don't get to be judge, jury, and executioner because they have a gun and a badge. A hundred percent. And this was one of the most, this was the danger when we were freaking out about the unmarked, uh, you know, police force, military force, whatever we want to call it, the DHS force in Portland and other yeah, cities. They had because sweet minivans, dude. That's the sweet minivans. That's the whole you know, other nothing like the federal agents rolling through in minivans. <laughs> yeah. But you cannot distinguish, uh, right-wing militia with no authority from a DHS agent in this instance. And we are facing an incipient counter or insurgency right now in the United States. And it is uh, pretty problematic. And I think it is going to be something that is going to be living with us for a long time. And it's going to be dangerous. If you look at the example that that sets moving forward, we already have armed armed protesters, especially on the right. Uh, we've seen demonstrations in the streets with uh, people who consider themselves Republican and Trump supporters intentionally marching with their weapons, you know, strapped around their shoulders. So you take that situation with police officers or federal agents who are not identifiable in their cities. And basically what Trump's saying is, Hey, if you want to join them, go for it. And that's the message I'm getting. 
Yeah, and it's not, and you know, you also see on the ground, like you know, you know, there, there's obviously mixed things happening. But you, you have the example in Kenosha of the police thanking the right wing militia for coming out and supporting them, and right. um, yeah, I mean that that sort of like this is this is how like so check another box of the fat we've talked about, but it's that's a box on the fascism box right. is when you have militias that are being supported um, by by the government. And uh, what we're seeing now is like, you know, I don't necessarily think this is intentional, but it's very clear that what we're seeing is we're starting to see an uptick. And maybe it is intentional. Fuck me. I don't know. But like we're starting to see an uptick of unmarked, um, unidentified federal officers. And then you're also seeing in those same spaces fucking militia right and so just as you're saying how do you know the difference and the point is that in fascism eventually you don't know the difference because there is no difference and that's the point they want that that is a thing that they want and so yeah i mean it is we're in a very dangerous point and everybody it is important that we find ways to de-escalate all of this nonsense uh we could go in a very bad direction and lots of very smart people who we shared on Slack a, a, an article about the insur- insurgency. It's a dude who literally I've been reading since college mm-hmm. who is is prominently featured in this article who's an expert in counterinsurgency and insurgencies and saying this is what we're seeing. And the way to stop that is that a whole bunch of leaders come out and say, no, we this is bad. Do not do this. But instead, you have a whole apparatus on one side of the country that is encouraging this. And it's going to get really, really bad. Also, I just want to make a kind of side point. It's interesting that we are referring to uh, these groups of unarmed lawless men as militias and not gangs and mm-hmm, we should be referring mm-hmm. to them as gangs yeah these very are good fucking very good gangs point. yeah and we should be referring that, to them as white supremacists i mean they're also white yes supremacists. it's a yeah. white supremacy gang and yeah, that's right. not how this country works this country works on the rule of law this country works on accountability Right. For everybody. Everybody has to be accountable. That's how a republic works. Our leaders need to be accountable. We need to be accountable to each other. Citizens need to be accountable to their country. And the president of the United States need to be accountable for and you fuckheads in these, lot of deaths. You fuckheads in these gangs who like to call yourself militias and harken back to the militias and the Revolutionary War. Do you remember what was happening? Those militias were fighting against the government. You're fighting with the government. So go fuck yourself in your little fantasies because that is a fucking another mental gymnastics that is just unreal to... Um, you are to fighting on the side of tyranny and you have fucked up. Godspeed, everybody. So they were all unmarked and none of they were all wearing plain clothes. That seems to be in all of the reports. So how was he supposed to know this wasn't a right wing militia that was found out and trying to execute him? Like, where is the law and order? Like, even if you are guilty, you still are supposed to be arrested and then tried because that is how democracy works and how a justice system inside of a democracy works. 
So there's like that. It gets back to what we were talking about last week, that police do not have the right to just arbitrarily decide who's guilty and who's not guilty just because of reports or what's happening in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. They don't get to be judge, jury and executioner because they have a gun and a badge. 